How's it haunting, everyone? I'm Chris. And I'm Lena. And this is the House at Haunting Podcast. Lena, how are you doing today? I'm tired. How about you? I'm good. Anything interesting happened to you this week? Too much partying. Too much partying. Where did you party? I am a huge Twitch person. I follow a bunch of people on Twitch. Yeah, you do. And I made friends with some of them. And I only met one of the girls that I follow, Nerd Chris, on Twitch with Flossie, DJ Flossie. And we went and hung out at the dive in Hollywood. Nice. It was fun. How long did you stay out? I only stayed out for a couple hours until 12. It was Sunday. It was a Sunday night. Oh, so not much drinking? Even go party. No, I was sober because I had a drive. Hollywood is like a nice 40-minute drive from my house with no traffic. Oh, well. No designated (laughs) driver this time. But you had fun. You went out, listened to some cool music, and got to hang out with some Twitch DJs. Another Twitch DJ was playing, too, that night. So DJ as is. Really good. We know that Nerd Chris is a house and honor, so Nerd, yeah, Nerd Chris would say she listens. So, there you go. well, thank you very much, guys, for inviting Lena out and getting her out a little bit out into the world once again. <laughs> Let's drop all their names one more time. Go ahead and fire away. Uh, so we saw DJ as is, uh, hung out with DJ Flossie, who's actually a dentist, too. She's a kid dentist. Wait, 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 wait. <clears throat> now you have to pause. Her DJ name is DJ Flossie. Uh-huh. And she's a dentist. Yes, she's a pediatric dentist. That's great. That's just, that's great. I like that. Well done. <laughs> and then my friend, now a friend, because we have phone numbers and everything, exchanged and message each other. It's Nerd Chris, DJ, Twitch, but she is also, a, she does hair. So. She does everything. She does. She should do hair on Twitch while DJing. Nerd Chris. Excellent name, by the way. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Thank you for being a House of Honor. And House of Honors, go check out uh, these DJs. They play a lot of cool music, and it makes me feel like it's a really cool 80s party that I wasn't invited to. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. And then sometimes it's, yeah, it's all kinds of music they play. All of them play all different kinds of music. It's right. great. Check them out. Check them out. Well, enough of checking them out with the normal. Let's get back <laughs> into the paranormal. Lena, what is this week's topic? This week's topic is aliens. It's aliens, guys. The kind from outer space. It's not making it in there. Bet? No, I'm not betting. When you say bet, that's like when you bet me. I'm like, you bet me? Okay. Challenge accepted. Exactly. We normally don't go for the whole aliens thing. And not because we don't believe them and not because they're not cool paranormal stuff, but there's so much. Like, you can go to a regular alien story and just spend, like, days going through the whole thing. And it, if anybody knows me and how this podcast runs, that's just a lot of work. It takes you far. We all know how I feel about far. We did find a couple of items that we want to discuss. So without getting to the whole conspiracy theory, rabbit hole type of direction, we're just going to bring you a couple things. If you have thoughts about it, by all means, you can email <laughs> Lena, Lena at houseofhoney.com. <laughs> She has no problem with it. And I was worried about doing this episode because I'm like, if I get one thing wrong, I know these people are coming after me. The chances of us getting a couple things wrong, one thing wrong, pretty good. But you know, a hundred percent. We deliver it to you, and honors, in our best way possible. We haven't really decided who goes first, did we? No. You want to go ahead and go first? Sure. You sound so uh, so excited. So sure myself. So, so excited. So, so sure myself. I, I think you're gonna do great. I have the Fermi paradox. And I have the Drake equation. I think you should go first. 
Take it away. All right. The Drake equation is basically like the probability of the existence of some type of active or commutative alien that's out there in the Milky Way. This equation was uh, founded by Frank Drake. Makes sense, right? Drake equation. I thought it was the other Drake. I thought it was the one like my (laughs) kid liked. But it'd be nice to hear him read the Drake equation, especially right now. So this formula actually came to into existence in 1961 so this equation is 61 years old there was a community of people which is called the seti which stands for search for extraterrestrial intelligence and they were focusing on analyzing the receiving signals from space was at this time which is radio invisible light because we're still talking 1961 they were looking at these like wavelengths and star and these patterns to see was this something that was naturally happening or was there another existence that were making this different than what is given in nature. So this, the first modern SETI uh, search project was OSMA, which was actually in 1960. So they used a radio telescope in Green Bank, West Virginia to try to target searches throughout the the Milky Way galaxy. And this equation is still being used today. I've seen different different ways of this equation being used. This basic equation is set up by these actual scientists in 1960, 1961. So it didn't actually use this for just like a specific number. They wanted a number of civilizations, but they wanted a way to be able to use it for scientific research and dialogue among scientists. NASA had a little bit to do with it. In 1970s, they had some some interaction with NASA. Congress did decide to terminate this program in 93. And amazingly, there's a lot of people out there that are still using this equation to talk about the possibility of real aliens out there in the galaxy. The main criticism of the Drake equation is not the equation, but the numbers that are used for these equations. Because some people will use ones that they say are conservatively high and some will be, well, these numbers are a little too low for us. So that is the biggest problem with this equation. If you want to go ahead and go plug in all these numbers, there's uh, Britannica.com has the Drake equation and it goes into full detail on all the numbers and what they think. Their numbers, actually, they had N was 1 million. Now that would say the nearest advanced civilization would be on an average a few hundred light years away. I don't know how I feel about that. Do you feel it should be closer? I do. Maybe that's why we're getting sporadic alien stuff. Which makes sense there, but then on some of the other stuff, then I'd be like, why would you waste so much energy to do those other things you do? Like what? You know, prankster theories. But those are theories, though. I'm talking about the actual videos that are quote-unquote real. Listen, We'll take crop circles, for example. What if you're an alien spaceship that has just enough juice to get down here, and you want to communicate, but you don't want to be threatening? So they're thinking like, hey... uh, Bob, what can we do to get these people to write, to know we're here? Like, just write your name on the grass. And that's what they did. Because if you think about it, I really don't think we're ready for aliens. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying we're ready for aliens by any means. I mean, look at the way the world is at the moment. We, we can't even agree to disagree. <laughs> and we're the same species. 
Let alone if we have another another alien, we another have, species. We have trouble Commun- with species a different color, <laughs> or the way their eyes look, or or, or the how they talk. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I get that. But That's I, not what I'm saying. I'm saying, why are you wasting all your gas to come? Are we like, are you just coming and being like, oh, we just gonna make sure they're in check and then they leave, but they're gonna show us little signs like we're we're in existence and we're watching you, but we're not in. We're not going to take control over you guys just yet. <laughs> well, maybe they have, and we don't know it. That's another theory, too, which is what I didn't want to go into, like all the theories and stuff. But I will say, what if it's a one-shot deal? What if all these visitors that we're getting, what if they're just from different places in like 100 billion whatever light year? A few hundred light years A few hundred away. light year radius away. Everybody's coming from all around, and they get here. Like some get here and go, oh, you know what? I'm not going to stop here. And then just turn around and go back. And what if somebody like on a last minute effort, desperately cleaning to like, we need to go populate someplace else because we're dying. Uh, kind of like we're going to do. And they and they drive all the way down here and it's like a one shot deal. And then they encounter us and they don't get to make it back. I think it's shorter, to be honest. I think it's a lot shorter. Yeah, that's where I was going. I didn't think it would be so far. I thought it was a little shorter. Like- distance-wise because that's a lot of energy but again i mean if they're intelligent to have these vehicles that can go light years without any issues and <laughs> i don't think they're worried about that I, I think they're more worried about what they encounter once they get here <laughs> it's like nobody told us it's gonna be like this what if they drive by and they pick up the house at haunting podcast in which I case mean, thanks for listening i would be i'd be excited if that was the case and that's why they're not calling everybody back they're like hey uh we heard these people <laughs> we don't need to go back. <laughs> we found out what kind of civilization lives on that planet Earth over there. I fucking believe in ghosts, bro. Yeah, and, that, and that's kind of why I questioned this answer. I'm like, eh, maybe. I think it's just a little too far away. Like, I think it needs to be a little closer. <laughs> I feel like civilization should be closer. Did anybody have a number that was closer than a couple of hundred light years away? People that weren't like Britannica.com and stuff. You know me, I, if I'm doing certain type of research on something that they have, I mean, this, the Drake equation and all this stuff, they had some ties to NASA. So I'm going to go straight to like those type of sources. With- you, you could be NASA or you could be like the Inquirer, but at the end of the day, it's all a guess. <laughs> it's all conspiracy theories. Well, let's do this. Let's do that. this. What number would you feel comfortable with? Because I can throw out a number that I would feel comfortable with considering, you know. I'd say half. You say half? half. I, say, I say a lot less than that. That would be my high conservative number, if that makes sense. I would say like tens of light, you know what I mean? Like anything above a hundred is, is like way too much. 20 at max. I can fucking plug numbers into the Drake equation. And do it <laughs> I mean, I do like the idea of equation. Everybody has to have an equation to explain things. At the end of the day, it's all guesswork. Until they come down and say, look, you all have it wrong. <laughs> Hey, let me it's... let me fix this for you. And this equation doesn't even make sense, by the way. Right. So until that happens, let's move on to the next story. When I first entertained the idea of this topic, my idea at first was for Lena and I to get our favorite alien stories. Talk about those. Kind of like how we do the podcast in general. But then Lena's like, have you heard of the Fermi Paradox? And I was intrigued. My story was going to be like aliens impregnating humans. You know? It literally was. <laughs> I really wanted to go in on that because that, to me, that amuses me. I love to hear stories about that. That just means we have more episodes later on at Aliens. Sure. Okay, so I read up on the Fermi Paradox. And the Fermi Paradox, for uh, those of you who may not know, is basically uh, the conflict between lack of clear evidence for the existence of extraterrestrial life in the galaxy. An Italian-American physicist 
Enrico Fermi, way back in the 1900s, 1950, was sitting at lunch with his scientist pals, casual as fuck, and just discussing aliens. And he was like, well, gentlemen, if we have aliens, where are they? Why don't they come down and say hello? And the famous quote from Fermi was, but where is everybody? Don't you wonder where everybody is? And I know I do. This has gone on for decades, people wondering where everybody is. It brings up questions about alien civilizations. When it comes to the existence of extraterrestrial life, they classified it using the Kardashev scale. And they're classified as type one, a civilization that's able to access the energy available on its planet. Type two, a civilization that can directly consume the energy of its star. So it's sun, which is the whole Dyson sphere theory. Type three is a civilization able to capture and control the energy of its galaxy. Type three, scary. Type two, we're not near. Type one, we might be in a couple of hundred. So I would say for the civilizations that were coming down to visit, if that's what we're getting on these videos, those would have to be like a type two. They can utilize all the energy on their planet enough for space travel, but maybe not enough to get back. Fermi's saying, if there are people out there, where are they? I think the Fermi paradox might be a little flawed if we're getting videos of aliens right now. If it's true, and I really want it to be, you know, I know we both want this to be true. If all of these videos that are, you know, de declassified documents, if all that's true, Fermi paradox is like, is done. There, there's no reason for it anymore. I get what he was saying. If there's all these life forms in the galaxy, where are they? Why don't they stop by? Why don't they say hi? And he was saying this back in 1950. For a further explanation on the Fermi paradox, there's a great article called The Explanation for Absence of Extraterrestrials on Earth by Michael H. Hart. And you can go check out that uh, article. I'm not going to go too deep into that at all. So I was just fascinated by the timeline. You have the, you have the Fermi paradox that you brought to my attention that I really didn't know about because I really don't go too far into alien stuff. I'm like, that video is cool. That video is fake. That's about it as far as I go. So you have the Fermi Paradox that started in 1950 uh, with this luncheon between him and a lot of pals. But you also have the Roswell incident. That was in 1947. And everybody leans toward, oh, the Fermi Paradox, the Fermi Paradox. That's great. He didn't hear about this three years prior. Like, he didn't hear about the Roswell incident enough to say, hey, maybe I can't have a whole theory on this because, like, a major incident just happened. And it was in the paper. That whole thing happened at one point in time. And then they're like, no, it's weather balloons. It all basically comes down to who's lying. You either have the people with all these videos that are lying, or you have the people that were lying before that are like, well, we have to tell the truth now. Either way, I think the Fermi paradox is flawed because we can't be so bold to say that we're the only ones in this universe. We might never meet them. They might want to have nothing to do with us. Which I can get. I, I understand. I, I see it. They're either zap us and tell you, you know what? We're just going to wipe you out. We're going to take your planet. If they're that far advanced, if they're a type two, maybe they can do that. If they're a type three, they're just godlike to us. And in which case, we're doomed. So we get a type three that controls all of the energy in their galaxy. You get the empire down to just say, hey, Earth, you're under the empire now. As long as the head guy looks like Darth Vader, I'm there for it. I'm cool. We'll do that. 
Good luck finding a farm boy that can bullseye womp rats take down that Death Star. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's fascinating. It really is fascinating because you have this guy saying, you're like, where is everybody at? And then now in 2022, well, it started, what, in 2021, the declassifying of all those? Well, that was just in the United States. Really? So do you need do, more? Did you know Canada is fully open documented since the 1940s? So they have documentations and memos and stuff that they actually talked about alien stuff and it's like from their actual official public website so canada has always said there's there's flying objects in the sky yeah there's things we don't know that they're not from us and we don't have record of them from being from other places from other people in the world so so when the u.s was like we're going to tell everybody that we have these documents and videos that we're going to release canada was like uh, hey, sorry about that, but we did that like 60 years ago. Yeah, it's always been open public. For all of our Canadian listeners, that was done out of love. Just saying. And I know it was horrible. I'll own it. Well, you know, I'd really like to comment on the government's uh, doings and not doings and, and, and all of their uh, possible quote-unquote shortcomings, but I want to remain on We've already done a couple of jabs. We don't need to add more jabs. Yeah, than we have yeah, said. yeah. We, we're good. We're good. Hey, government, I do what you want, man. That's fine. Like, I really don't need to know about aliens. But if I get an iPhone, like, 47, like, I'm good. Bring me that. Well, that was great. He'll take it. Reverse engineer anything you want, but As long as I get some cool gadgets, I'm cool. I don't need to know. Definitely. So the Fermi paradox is tied into a lot of conspiracy theory beliefs and things like that. I was just fascinated by what he had to say, considering the 1947 incident. And I was also fascinated to, f to find that there's three different types of civilization classifications for the universe, which were all fucking frightening, to be honest. <laughs> that Dyson theory about putting a ball around the sun to harness, that was amazing. I was like, well, what the hell? Did I send you down a bad rabbit hole? You did, you did, and I recovered. I'm <laughs> but just I like, know you loved it, though. I know you To a you point. Love Anything that's going to enclose your star is probably not a good idea. Like, maybe if you build a fence around it, that would be good. Like a chain link <laughs> fence, a chain link fence around your star that can absorb the energy and send it down to your planet. Like, do that. But if you're going to put it in like a fucking pill capsule, I said chain link. I said chain link. It's easier to climb over. It's easy to cut, too. That, too. See, that's fine. That's, that's fine. So people from the sun can get to their planet. Everybody deserves a chance. But the point is... From their sun? What do you go at night? You go to use the sun at night? Yeah, you go use the sun at night because that's when we all know it turns off. I actually read that from an article about someone saying that. Don't get me started. That's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole different topic right there. The point is... It's paranormal within itself there. Exactly. The point is... The point is... I, I personally think the theory is flawed. I can't be so bold to say, like, we're the only one. Do people really think like we're the only ones out of this people do. huge fucking place? There's a whole bunch of other different people. South Park, on one of their episodes, like there was a planet of deer and a planet of cows. And a, ever, you ever seen that episode? And then the, uh, the godlike aliens that be put all of these different species on one planet for a reality show that broadcasts around the world, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. That sounds great. It, yeah, it, it, it was so oh, hilarious. Surprised I missed that episode. Unless it came out like early 2000s. So. I, I have no idea. I don't remember, but it's because that's when I stopped watching. It's believable. Like we all can't get along. You know what I mean? Like there's big groups that can, but 
We have some troubles here on Earth. I don't know if y'all noticed. Somebody needs to come over and call a timeout. Maybe fix some stuff. So yeah, I was interested by what you sent me, but overall, just flawed, to be honest. Alien stuff. Just... I feel like most alien stuff's gonna have some flaws. Yeah, but this is an alien. This is a dude. This is a scientist. This is a. This is a physicist. The summer of 1950, he was doing this. Three and years prior, that... Roswell. Honestly, this whole Fermi thing for me. I think he was just trying to change the subject at lunch. Like you do? Yeah. I think he was just trying to sit around with a bunch of friends. And yeah, he was just trying to stop. Like, look, bitches, nobody's coming for you. Like, shut up. Just end it. Where are they? Where are the aliens at then? And then everybody was like, oh, that's wow. It went on from there. And he and then he put his head down. He's like, Jesus, I was just trying to change the subject. He actually died in 1954. So he didn't have a whole lot of time to like to bat this around. He was only 53, but this is the 1950s. People died young back then. Or the aliens came and picked him up. Who knows? Ooh, maybe it was an alien that came and got him. Maybe he was the alien. He's trying to throw people off the scent. He's like, what what are you guys talking about? Aliens. What do do you mean? Where where are they? He's just trying to throw everybody off the scent. You throw everyone off your scent. Fermi paradox. You know what you do, House and Honors? You take the Fermi paradox, and you take the Drake theory, and you ball it up and you say, you know what? We're probably not alone. There's probably a good chance we're not alone. And then you move on with your life. And hopefully we'll get someone that flies down and says, hey, guess what? There's aliens because I'm one. You and are? What, what, Chris is an alien? Yeah. But he diff- did, everyone just heard that, right? But Chris di- has now announced he's an alien. But for different reasons. No wonder why he doesn't like when I show him flying uh, stars, sky, lights <clears throat> in the sky. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's He's exactly just it. Throwing me off the scent. Did you, not even think about that until now. You know, it'd be really cool if we got a Superman. Sound that. But not like I the bad Batman. Superman. What wasn't there like a storyline where Superman was really bad for a moment? He started doing bad Look, things. Look, is there? Can we just have a topic without you bringing up <laughs> extra shit and just making <laughs> no, me go down a whole different tangent? That's that's why I got the job because I know random shit like that. I do too, but I didn't bring that up. Well, you brought up Superman. I said it'd be cool if we get a Superman because it's on par with the whole alien thing. Yeah, but then I those then I didn't want to think about the bad things. But you did. Because you said it, so then I went no, automatically. You... My mind went bad. When good happens, evil happens. Well, how's it, Hunters? Before your mind goes bad, <laughs> our very own Lena every week frantically searches the internet to bring us all of her haunt girl shit in the best way possible in Ghost and Shit. Okay, this week we have Magnolia Clothers are going to release real looking Ghostbuster replica uniforms. I was a little sad at the price, but they're actually pretty decent. Uh, They're going to have two-tone colors, uh, modified colors, so different, but a little different shape on them. Uh, they're going to be staying accurate to the series. They won't include the name tag um, or the leg hose connector, but it's going to have all the other stuff. And they're actually pretty good looking for them. They will set you back $225 is what they're looking at. $225 for a Ghostbuster suit? Mm-hmm. Seems a bit overpriced. Are these suits based on the cartoon Ghostbusters or? That's what they look like to me. Replica real Ghostbusters uniforms releasing soon. Yeah, they're from the cartoon. But it's still pretty cool though. Overpriced, but pretty cool. I thought they were pretty cool, but that's why I was a little sad on the price. What else you got? 
a new paranormal book that's coming out called Some of It Was Real. It's a romance mystery paranormal fusion. Sylvia Young is a psychic medium who packs auditoriums in Los Angeles by helping people connect with dead loved ones. Thomas Holmes is a journalist who is determined to expose her as a fraud who preys on the grief-stricken. They are thrown together for a week, and what always happens to people in a romantic book or a rom-com, but never in real life. They have a good connection with each other. Be prepared for this emotional journey. <laughs> and so there's a lot of her having to deal with her own stuff from the past and trying to deal with this guy who I'm guessing she falls in love with. Be a little weird if he didn't. The book's name is Some of It Was Real. All right. Some of it I'm interested in. What else you got? It's Chris's mail. You got, you got. Now let's talk about the mail. Can we talk about the mail, please? I'm dying to talk about the mail with you all day, okay? There's some EVPs for you to listen to. We have ghost hunters who went to Plaza, a, which is a grade two listed former cinema, a theater, and a bingo hall uh, in the UK, which is supposed to be one of the most haunted in this area. Caught a couple of EVPs while he was doing this investigation. Okay, let's see what we got. If you do, and possibly you're at peace, can you try and give us a sign to let us know that you are happy? Thank you. Well, Is that nice it for the know. EVPs? Yeah. Okay. Um, Hazard Honors, if you want to go check this out. Uh, EVPs are always fun to listen to. I give, them, I give them a little bit of time. Just see what you can get. I'm not going to say what they claim because I'll leave it up to you to decide. Cheshire-live.co.uk. So the article is, Ghost Hunters in Old Theater Uncover Tragic Spirit of a Man Who Doesn't Know He Is Dead. Where they got that evidence, I don't know, but maybe Wait. you can check it out. All right. I didn't. What else you got? Entertainment news. Oh, yeah. Entertainment. Paramount sets early digital release dates for Chris's favorite movie, Paranormal Activity. So the problem with this, it is causing some controversy because... A lot of theaters don't want to run this because it's going to be early release at the same time it is in theaters and they believe that this is going to hurt the theater's bottom dollar by not releasing it fully on theater only. They're going to release oh. it on Paramount Plus and the movie theater at the same time? Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess what's going to happen. That's just but really dumb. Paranormal Activity is not like it's a big blockbuster that you have to see it in the theater. It's, this is Paranormal Activity. You don't have to go to the theater to see this movie. You don't have to go like, to the theater to see it at all. Like there's a difference between... Breach and Acquire. What else you got? <laughs> Ghost Adventures. They have a special airing October 29th, which is the horror at Joe's Exotic zoo apparently this zoo which i did not know is a haunted zoo this whole area that joe exotic had was haunted because there was apparently a lot of activity and other people have said that prior to this when i was reading these articles i, I remember the tiger king series and yeah I, I believe there was a guy that that died on the property right i remember that and vaguely. i think they touched on that like some people still seen him I'm not Which sure. I can't remember. It's so long ago. There was, so, yeah, there was something along the lines of that that they really kind of brushed over. Like I'm there for that, and they, they went over. But I, didn't they demolish the zoo? 
Did they get rid of the whole I thing? I don't know. <laughs> I have to go. I know. Well, I'm not going to go back and watch and it. They're I'll saying, just... um, the staff claims that throughout the years that there's 16 acres of land that these, this, this place is on was haunted. So that would, that would be where Chris is correct. They did talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, Nina doesn't sure remember that much about the show. Well, I'll tell you this, House of Honors. If you have not seen The Tiger King, I recommend it because it's, <laughs> oh, it is fuckery in, in the best way possible. Like it's, I didn't it's want totally to. cringe, the whole I thing. I didn't want to watch it. It's cringe, but you know what? It was good cringe. Well, what else did you have to do during that time, right? I don't know. Make a podcast? Go see it. Go check it out. Maybe they talk about the, the haunting stuff. Zach Baggins, is, he went there and did a whole thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I would watch it. I was wondering if they're going to do this Halloween anyway. They're always doing new shit. They're running out of stuff. I'm there for the <laughs> former Tiger King Zoo. All right, what else you got? Travel Channel's newest shock docs, The Visitors. And they also have the reliefs of the horror of alien abductions from the bestseller. Whiteley Stribber is also going to have uh, a premiere early September on Travel Channel and streaming on our favorite Discovery Plus. Nice. Next we have is Peacock is now streaming the Black Phone, which I didn't see. But I heard it's a it's a weird paranormal movie. Yeah, the Black Phone with uh, Ethan Hawke. Uh-huh. I wanted to go see it in theater, but just never got around to it. And okay. then I remember it not playing anymore. I didn't want to spend the money to see it home, to be honest. I was like, I'll oh. wait until maybe it's like Peacock? put into the rotation. I don't. I don't think I have Peacock. I probably do somewhere. You probably do. Yeah, but I'll, I'll check it out. Someone you know probably does. It's a movie that's on my list. I didn't even know what it was about, by the way. It's about a black. Did phone. you know what it was? About? Yeah, I know the huh? premise. I know the premise. I didn't know. I oh, well, I had to read this. No, <laughs> I had to fully I, read this article. I know <laughs> the movie and I know the premise. I was there I for it since the beginning. I don't know. I just never got around to it. Never really got. Around I know to Chris it. is going to pressure me to see this movie and be like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. You should. It looks depressing. Not as depressing as Paranormal Activity. All right, what else you got? It's kind of an update. Update. My favorite game, which I haven't played in forever, Phasmophobia. I guess apparently there's these, like, twins, and not in the sense that you're hoping, but twin ghosts that are really hard to fight. So a lot of people are trying to put up, like, cheat sheets for each other, and mm. they're, like, posting it in articles. So this, this is, I guess, a really tough ghost. <laughs> It's probably the one that always kills me, and that's why I die so fast. That's what it that is. That was right? the recent update that we talked about last time. Was the twins? Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> they're having a hard time. Which mm-hmm. I mean, I think Chris then has to go play it since he has it too on Twitch. I mean, you gotta stream it. Yeah, I, I have free time right now. I mean, I stream. What was it? Uh, Mortran Assistant, not that long ago. You do a lot. Lita does a lot of good streaming. House and Honors. If you want to go check her out, check <laughs> when her out. I get on, to it. Check her out on the House and Honor Twitch. She hasn't really set any dates yet, but... I'm trying. We're trying. Chris and I have been trying to get that down. The best way, like, look for the House and Haunting Instagram, and we'll give you updates there as to when she's going to uh, be on Twitch. All right, so what else you got? All right, other game news. There is going to be a new game. It's Lost in the Dark, Owl Child, and Red Tooth Phantom. And they're saying this is supposed to be a frightening world, but it's going to be have eerie sounds design sets and a very shadowy appearances and environments that are in the background so okay sounds good yep and then evil dead is going to have an army of darkness 
which is a, a new demon. It's a whole new demon class, by the way. Sweet. And it's going to have a possessed witch from the army of darkness. I don't know anything about this. This is where I fail because I'm not a gamer. <laughs> and I'm not an Evil Dead fan because you would know all this stuff. Well, as for me playing, no, that's not going to happen. I have other things to deal with right now. Slice. I have a lot of stuff going on. Hey, how's it on? If you want to find out what I have going on, because you're like, you have a lot of going on, what are you going on? Stop by the Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash Zelivac, Z-E-L-I-V-A-C, and you can see what I've been up to. We're, we're, we're expanding our horizons. It's going to be fun. Check that out. You might like something else putting out into the world. So for the moment, no video games for me. No documentaries either. Like, I haven't really sat down to take in anything else other than my own bullshit. You know what I mean? Which is fun. And I'm, I'm happy with that. Yes, you are. As long as you're having fun and you're happy, that's all that matters, right? Exactly. So you won't be seeing me on Twitch playing uh, Phasmophobia with Lena anytime soon. But you can catch Lena as soon as we can get a date down from her so we can watch her die tragically on the game. I didn't die on Mortuary Assistant. You did pretty that's good on that game. one. That's a good game. It's a good game. game. You got a lot of good well, feedback. It's a, it's a jump scare game, and I'm not really jump scare person. Like, I don't get scared that easily with that stuff. So, like, when stuff was happening, I was like, okay, can I still work while I was doing this? Let's let's get some work. Let's. Oh, it's, it's gruesome. This game is gruesome. Like, you have to sew wire, sew, sew the mouth shut, and you're like, and it's like cuckoo, cuckoo, and you're like, what is so? Yeah, it's great. I love it. We're not getting paid for this, by the way. So it's a good game. Go check it out. What else you got? Right. And that House of Hunters is all the news I have for this episode. Ghost and shit. All right, so we made it to the end of another episode. How's it, Hunters? You have no idea how much we appreciate you hanging out for this episode. Yes specifically like this episode but if oh, you say yes. hey you know what don't be so hard on yourself you guys did a great job thank you very much and if you want us to cover this topic again we'll do it by request and speaking of future topics lena what is next week's topic that's a great question <laughs> isn't it always it really is no hints this time we put you through enough hell certainly did how would they find out by listening to next week's episode tune in next week and until then, always remember those random acts of kindness. It's the little things that mean so much. And if you have a topic idea or paranormal experience to share, Lena, how can they find us? They can find us at howsthaunting.com. Just select your favorite platform and push play. You can also email Lena, Lena at howsthaunting.com. Or Chris, Chris at howsthaunting.com. Because we want to ask you, how's it haunting? Let's roll for an axe up. The, I only said, man, this is gonna suck. Today.